Once again, you're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, and the show is Stereoscopic Readout. And we've got a nice mix. Well, normally we have a nice mix of uh, psych, garage, acid punk, freak beat, uh, folk rock, prog, and other musically and socially relevant artifacts from 1965 to today with me, your host, Darren. But tonight is a special episode, and it's going to be kind of truncated. As um, in the studio right now, we've got Ben, Ben live from live from Thunderbird Radio Hell, and this is the kickoff of 24 Hours of Radio Hell. Hello, Ben. Hey, you. hey Darren. How's it going? It's good. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. So tell us about this uh, project, because we got a band waiting in the studio, and yep. you just want to kick... Uh, well, it's basically what it is. 24 hours, 26 bands playing live in the studio, mm-hmm. starting right now until tomorrow at 6 p.m. It's going to be crazy, <laughs> hectic, and a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you actually going to be here for the whole thing? I'm going to be here for the whole thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I might take a nap for a while but i'm still going to be within the radius of the station cool and then uh, once it's all over something's happening at the ukrainian hall isn't it yes there's a big uh, after party at ukrainian hall with well, Tohei with 
Dylan Thomas and Twin Crystal. It's a free show. Mm-hmm. Three bands playing. It starts at nine o'clock. Goes till midnight. There's going to be drinks served, not for free, but you know. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. Come on out for that. Should be a lot of fun. Cool. So uh, to kick off 24 Hours of Radio Hell 2009 edition, we have um, a local band by the name of The Orphines featuring some members of the Green Hour Band. Um, I think it had been announced that the Green Hour Band would be kicking the thing off, but that was kind of my fault. Uh, I had misinterpreted something in my correspondence with Jeremy. So, But uh, without further ado, we are going to get things going with The Orphines. the Orpheans. My name is D.B. Buxton, playing guitar, doing vocals. You have Randy Kramer, an ecclesist. Uh, I can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> but the point is, this next song is called Now That I'm Free, and it's an original. I didn't come to you from New York City. My clothes are new, my smile ain't pretty. My clothes new, my smile ain't pretty. Doesn't take no chance. These expense never seems to dance it. Well, I barely ever sing to dance it. Lots of new trees. Now I'm never thinking you never thought that I could be. I'm never wanna leave you till you wouldn't be. Now you think you want me up to lay I think that's for you. Thank you. 
Dirty little corns are allowed to kiss your faces Only came to put you in your place
Let's do it right now. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Boom, 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 boom. Wanna shoot right down? Take it in my heart. I'll take it home with me. Never feel so good. When you walk down the wall, I like it like that. The way your favorite song Oh, my God. 
do the tune now. The tune he didn't want to do. Switch instruments for the very last song. We've been the Orpheans. This is going to be our last song. Thank you so much for joining us, CITR, 24 Hours of Bands. Kicking it off.
So a little, a little talk about how we got together. Um, I've been doing kind of one-man rock and roll show on the street for a number of years. Moved to Vancouver recently, and I met these boys, uh, alumni of the Green Hour Band, when I was playing on Granville Street on a weekend night. And I decided that we should uh, get together and do something, because we obviously have similar tastes and everything like that. So that's how we started playing. Everybody ready now? This is their last song. It's it's good though. It's good. Okay, everybody ready? One, two, three. Let me 
for the orphans. Thank you very much. The CRTC is asking the public for comments as part of a nationwide review of campus and community radio. That review includes this station. We're asking that you let the CRTC know what local, non-profit, volunteer-driven radio means to you and your community. Maybe you're a fan of community radio. Maybe you've donated. Or maybe you're a volunteer. Then please write to the CRTC and make sure you tell them you support the idea of stable funding for the sector. To submit your comments, visit the website crtc.notlong.com and look for review number 418, the review of campus and community radio. The last day for comments is Friday, October 16th. here on Stereoscopic Readout on 101.9 FM CITR and you've been listening, well what you just heard was the charlatans out of San Francisco but um, the last, previous half hour we had a live set from the Orpheans Orpheans? Orpheans, yes sorry I mispronounced that earlier uh, I pretty much only heard it or only had read it um, if you think Orpheus then you yeah. can't go too far wrong cool so uh, we're going to start from I guess my left and introduce yourselves and you are 
Uh, my name is D.B. Buxton. And then we have... No, Nick Eccleston doing the drums. Yes. And then... Uh, Randy Richard Cream. On guitar and on bass. Guitar and yeah. Bass. Mostly bass and guitar. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Essentially, I think uh, you, I, I did catch. Sorry, I was actually out of the room when you did. You did do a little rundown on how you guys sort of hooked up and got involved together. Um, but uh, if we can kind of sort, like, as I mean, uh, the way I, I sort of I become familiar with uh, your music, Daniel. Um, when I did the light show at the uh, the Green Hour thing, was it? Oh yes. The Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, at uh, the the Green Hour thing at the Fox Theater, the Fox Porn Cinema gig. Um, that was a good gig. Yeah, it was actually. It was super. Um, and I, Jeremy had uh, been talking about this guy he'd seen on a street corner performing, um, and that was you. Truly, yeah. That's yeah. If you, you wonder, uh, like, I mean, how long it? Because I understand you're from Edmonton. Edmonton, and you. How long have you been in Vancouver now? I've been here almost, uh, I guess, ten months at this point. Mm-hmm. So and you know I came from Edmonton. I I'd been a busker there for a number of years, about eleven, no, twelve, thirteen years. Yeah. And then I I put together a band during my last two years in Edmonton and went mm-hmm. on tour across Canada. DB Bucks and Review. Okay. And uh, we were here on tour last December and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of our tour. And I just couldn't live in that city anymore. And no. I was kind of going nuts from just thirteen years of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of proved to myself by going on tour and everything like that, making a record, that I could, you know, kind of be a regular professional musician. You know, like some people were always. It always seemed made me angry that every, people were doing things, and I was still sitting there in Edmonton. Yeah. And I realized I kind of had to leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you were even busky in the middle of winter, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I played in the minus 30 for a number of years. The story behind that was there was a guy who did it, mm-hmm. who I saw playing in minus 30. I was about 15 at the time. And I thought, shit, how does this guy do it? But, I mean, I was busking for a living already. Mm-hmm. So I figured if he can do it, I can do it. But it turned out he was uh, high on PCP the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, and then I moved here, and it's like you couldn't find a better place just for me to chill and just kind of reassess my career and my life because mm-hmm. it's no cold, it's not warm. Yeah, I mean it's it's very it's nice here year round. I can busk without getting frostbite. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ran into these boys on the street on Granville Street, and that's kind of why I came here, right? You know, yeah. to just kind of show off my thing and and try to get people interested in it. Yeah. And so we obviously had very similar tastes. And yeah. Things, so because I mean uh, Nick and Randy, when you saw. Um, <sighs> Daniel, uh, I think you'd remarked that you was, there was this guy who was playing the same music that you were into, and he was busking. I mean, that's yeah. sort of like what drew you. I mean, so it was you, you pretty much almost had a report from the get-go, right? Basically, yeah, just to look for the blues, and you know, it's kind yeah. of hard to find people who are really truly into that. Yeah. Mm. Cool. It's just an instant connection with someone, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, uh, how long, uh, now actually, how long have uh, the three of you been jamming together and putting this project together? It's been two months. Two months. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Cool. So, this is our, our only our second time playing, you know, more than three songs live. Yeah. Because we haven't had very much time. Uh, about two thirds of the material we played today were like traditionals yes. and stuff. And yeah. So, we're trying to get, you know, more material together and, mm-hmm. and do more of that. So, yeah. Um, I was going to get to actually your interpretation of, uh, say, what one, what one would call standards in a minute, but uh, I think I was going to also add, like, I, I ha- still haven't actually seen you live. This is my first time experiencing you guys playing live. and uh, But there was that 
I think there was I was I was supposed to see at that infamous house party, <laughs> which got shut down by the cops a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, coming into, I mean, like, did you guys, what did you guys do when you decided you wanted to jam, started jamming out? Did you just have like a bunch of songs, like sit down and think, like, well, these are songs we'd like to sort of work on, and or um, just to find out where you were at collectively, or what well, was there, there was one song in particular that was on my record mm-hmm. that ran, uh, that Nick kind of really went for right away and mm-hmm. decided this would be a good starting point. Now that I'm free, which is the first track off my old band's okay. record. And uh, he just sort of saw that as being a good in-between point. Okay. Uh, it's, it's very, like, 60s kind of garagey, but it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's more intense than that in a way. Like, mm-hmm. And so from there, I had certain songs that I've been playing myself. And mm-hmm. my old band, we did some certain covers, like James Brown, I'll Go Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a song I've been playing for a little while. And... Uh, Spoonful was a song that Nick and Randy just really want to do, and yeah, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm still kind of j- just learned it, so I'm still oh, really? getting a handle on it. But uh, yeah, and the rest of the tunes are like that. Uh, Leaving Blues, the old Lead Belly tune, just really liked it and mm-hmm. thought that was a strange arrangement of it. It's like s- pseudo jazz arrangement of the tune. Okay. So, I mean, I like the stuff that kind of, that middle period in the 60s when things were mixing like blues, jazz, folk, rock and roll, everything was like... Yeah, like Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Yeah, exactly, like that East West album and stuff like that. Like everything just seemed breaking open Mm -hmm. and then very soon it became formula. Yeah, exactly. It's like how to get back to that mindset and that place where you're just able to break it apart and just loving the roots of music and not wanting to give that up so many bands well now, i think it's the basis of you know <laughs> good music i think just so now we just i don't know there's no uh, no seed really to really spawn off it's just kind of so sporadic and yeah i think just uh, for me personally i think the blues is just good music yeah and if you can root yourself off that yeah you're gonna you're gonna and, and it's head in the right direction somewhere <laughs> and, it, and it's hard because like authenticity wise like, I mean, me, like, you know, I, I grew up in North America in, you know, the the late, very late part of the 20th century. You know, I was very poor compared to most people I meet. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm not that underprivileged. I didn't work in a cotton field or anything like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I did play on the street in the freezing cold for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel that I identify with, you know, a kind of tortured or kind of... Uh, you know that longing to be free that you hear in religious music you hear it in yeah. blues you hear great gospel music mm-hmm. it's like that feeling that's very uh to me it's like it's just the most uh affecting kind of soul right what people yeah. call soul what they call yeah like spirit in music and and i feel like if music doesn't have that i'm not interested too mm-hmm. much and the only way to get that is to be in touch with the tradition of where music comes from yeah and not just be trying to copy what hearing something and going oh i could do that and then you know yeah trying to it it takes years of just like you know giving yourself to it yeah well i mean how long have you actually been playing and uh, singing the blues uh well it started i mean when i was a teenager everyone i knew was these little steve ray vaughn i know all these guys who (laughs) are like 12 year olds junior steve ray vaughn students yeah man you're knocking his hero yeah exactly (laughs) srv but uh so, I mean, I kind of like, you know, I learned some blues licks then. And then for years, I completely rejected that. And I didn't play electric guitar. I only played acoustic because I moved into a very good friend of mine named Riley Broderick, moved in his house. His mm-hmm. dad had been 
a very serious aficionado of Roots music, specifically interested in David Graham and Bert Yeah. And um, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Renburn? Yeah, well, Reverend Gary Davis and, and those okay. old ragtime players and all that stuff, Robert okay. Johnson, Sunhouse. And me, I, I immediately was got into like uh, more of the harder Delta Blues, like Sunhouse and Robert mm-hmm. Johnson and, and some Skip James. Yeah. And I learned a whole bunch of things from him because he's sort of, he wasn't the world's best player, but he's kind of an encyclopedia of different styles. And he had his dad's record collection. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot from that. And for years, I wouldn't even play an electric guitar. I just played acoustic and do these blues things. But there was no scene for that. Like nobody would, everyone I knew who played acoustic blues um, were white and upper middle class. And they sang in a really kind of what I thought was like a really wimpy way. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't hear that gut-wrenching sound that I that I would hear when I listened to Book or Book of White or a, yeah, yeah. A Robert Johnson records. So I, mm-hmm. so for years I just kind of it was this thing inside myself that I didn't really explore that much. I'd do it, yeah, but I didn't, you know, I kind of show it off occasionally, but I, I never really uh, tried to put it in the context of playing in a band or mixing that with rock music mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Well, I truly believe that's the Delta stuff is the root, you know, towards everything, just the rock and roll in general. It's just it will derive from that, the Delta. Yeah. To me, I think, personally. I, I, I think that, too. And I, I think the thing about the Delta music is just like the... Su- go ahead. Is the surprisingly... <laughs> uh, it's just the surprisingly sporadic and um, how it kind of refuses any... Like, any time you try to box it into traditional patterns, it just kind of breaks out. Yeah. Rhythmically, it breaks yeah. out. Structure of bars, it breaks out. Yeah, because Vo- there's that sort of, like, um, almost like... Oh, man. Uh, it, it's, there's that sort of funny blues timing. It's kind of like it's got its own sort of tempo, but not just that. It's like it'll fit. Like, some songs will fit seem to fit, like, extra beats into a bar or something like that. Lots of songs do. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, you take a very straightforward song, like a very famous Delta Blues song, Tommy, uh, Tommy Johnson, um, Big Road Blues, mm-hmm. and you have a song where it alternates between like the heaviest halftime shuffle feel and what almost is like a proto-disco beat, you know? No, oh, yeah. Like it like has this kind of like, and then when it goes to the, the next chorus, like, and there's like this incredible rhythmic, uh, rhythmically facile quality to it and when you try to interpret that with a band like say Cream or something like that mm-hmm. it's so hard to capture those nuances without it sounding really corny yeah. and cheesy mm-hmm. because it, yeah, it's, it's why I gravitate to a lot of like the soul jazz stuff like Art Blakey and, or the 60s folk guys like Yanch and Graham and yeah. Born, who are mixing jazz elements with folk and blues Yeah, because the rhythmically it's a lot more supple mm-hmm. but uh yeah, cool. Um, no, I mean, it's also kind of fortuitous that, uh, I mean, you've got uh, players of the caliber of Nick, Nick and Randy here yeah. as well to sort of help you out on this. Because, like, I mean, I know that um, I think in the period before the the Fox Theater gig, I know that um, through hanging out, I know, like, at least at least Nick, I'd seen a lot of, and you were sort of starting to watch a lot of, uh, like, blues stuff on YouTube that you were finding, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like, uh, do, you, do you find it was almost like a fortuitous thing that this project sort of came about? Like it was sort of like the right thing at the right time? or? Um, well, not really. Did... When I got together with um, playing the Green Urban, I guess we called it yesterday, at the time, mm-hmm. I had no knowledge of the blues, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it came like much after and towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know how that kind of molds 
I'm in twines, but... I wasn't even into it, too, until, like, like four years Closer ago. Closer to the mic, man. Yeah. Well, I wasn't into it, too, until four years ago. Yeah. Because I was, I was digging other stuff before. Ooh. <laughs> we're more interested more like in sounds. Sound. We're, we're playing together yeah. young, at a younger age. Ambient, like, space. space. the two things kind of intertwine very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. I think yeah. just the basics of blues, you just... Yeah. Well, actually, if yeah, if you take, you just can't go wrong with it, you know. Yeah, like I mean, it, like if and it like gives you lots of space too to incorporate many other things. Yeah, well, I, so I think that's what made gave the green of something, you know, some sort of mm -hmm. yeah phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this isn't just like actually just to touch on the green hour briefly. I mean, the green hour is kind of um, on a hiatus at the moment. You are having your album mastered at the moment, right? Uh, the mastering, yeah, it's almost completed, mm -hmm. probably in two more weeks or okay. so. Okay, so. and that's coming out, that's, I think, slated for a release January, in February of... February, January. Something like that, yeah. So. Cool. So, yeah. Um, projects coming up, because I understand you guys are going to be playing on the 18th at the rickshaw. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. The opening, that, yeah, it's the Vickers, isn't it? Vickers. Supporting the Vickers. Vickers. Oh, right, Sorry, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, oh, I'm not bored of us already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of touched on all the topics I was going to bring. Um, anyway, so yeah, no, carrying on where you're going from because obviously you're not going to be um, like obviously or perhaps not obviously. I mean, standards are going to play a, a, a significant role in the Orpheans, or um, are you, are like, because you, I know you did play a couple of um, original tunes uh, tonight, didn't you? Yeah, I played, uh, we played three, three things, um, one of which is a song that we, that I previously, that I'd written previously, that was the one that Nick, yeah. uh, Nick excited about doing a project, mm -hmm. was knowing that I could write a tune like that, and feeling like, okay, this is great. And so, rather than sit at home, and come up with tunes that, uh, like, just kind of write songs made to order what these guys like. I, I've been trying to do more organic, putting things together mm -hmm. in a jamming situation. So uh, we, we played one song that was from my previous history, D.B. Buxton, mm -hmm. and, and then two kind of things which are just kind of new sort of feels that's kind of feeling out the direction we're going, which to me feels very much like... Um, uh, the direction I feel like we're going is, is very um, kind of a 60s uh, s soul R&B thing, like early small faces, mm -hmm. like uh, that kind of vibe, but with hopefully much more original songwriting as well as, I mean, there's certain conventions. Like I, I love like spaces in the middle of the song where the singer takes over. And the band yeah. just follows what the singer does, like James Brown. Yeah, like and a I, call and response type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I don't hear that very much at all in bands these days. And I feel like that's something I'd really like to incorporate a lot more. Yeah. And standards, yeah, like for sure. I mean, I love paying homage to things. Hopefully you do it in a way that's not too close a copy. Mm -hmm. And it's not just an amalgam. There's something real and something new in there. But um, in terms of... Uh, I would like to see a lot more original material, and I feel like all of us together, our instrumental skills, the quality of the material that we can come up with, yeah. would uh, get people very excited. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that in the next couple of months. Yeah, cool. Um, but yes, I would say the, the basis and the standard is the blues, you know. It's going 
in somewhat of a way. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the blues just a blues just a form, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the. Whenever you get lost, you just find it again. If you don't, like, you always fall back. Yeah. Into it. I I just I just feel like ultimately it comes down to the fact that like you harmonically simplify everything. You take all the harmony that you could have, all the chords that you could have, bring it down to one chord, one note, strip it down to almost nothing. And then every time, you know, you switch chords, as far as I'm concerned, you better have a good reason for switching chords. Mm -hmm. Because um, it's just like, there's so much more freedom when you keep things simple. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you keep that basis there, all soul music, all blues music all rock music keeps a very simple harmonic formula mm -hmm. and so that's why blues is so valuable because it's only ever got three chords you know yeah cool no it's um i mean like i said like i said before you came on it was, it was just like it's really um it's stuff that really lends itself well to that chaotic presentation that you had tonight i mean um not that I'm not saying sloppy, but it's just like there's there's a certain primal chaos in what you were doing that really came through, and it was kind of like that was something I hadn't heard since actually since I first started getting into '60s music and listening yeah. to like Cream's first album, for example, yeah. like you know Cat Squirrel, a song like that, yeah, or something. So um, yeah, I mean it's uh, there was the other thing. It was sort of like um, something that. I interviewed uh, what was his name um like jason pierce from spiritualized he made uh, a good point once about the blues or bands like good bands are bands that inform you about music mm -hmm. like you know if you listen to say oh i'm like i'm like drawing a blank here but like say like the gun club you know like a band like or you know yeah, yeah. It, like 80s band like the gun club you, they could still like listen to that and um sort of um it would inform you about, say, like Robert Johnson or things like that, you know. I, I'd like to take that um, and use a quote from another uh, artist in the same time mm -hmm. period was Exine. Um, I can never pronounce her last name from X. Cervenka? Cervenka, for sure. And she said that, you know, uh, whenever possible, go back to the most original version of what you, you like. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, she said, you know, hearing Led Zeppelin do some version of a Robert Johnson or Blind Lemon Jefferson song is not a good influence. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to that. I mean, you can, you'll hear it anyway because it's so popular. So it's what like, be, just listen to the original. Like, that's a good influence. That's, if you want to be an original musician, you listen to the most original version of what you're into. Mm -hmm. And now I could say, like, playing, you know, like now bands, like doing, like, uh, influenced by Jack White, doing what I feel like is a Robert Plant version of a Blind Lemon Jefferson song, even though I, he always claims he's got nothing to do with Robert Plant, but I mean, just my feelings that the same thing that Robert Plant said, which is like, listen to our version, listen to Led Zeppelin's version of this Blind Lemon Jefferson song, listen to the original, listen to the White Stripes version, and you decide for yourself like, yeah. how much closer he is to the original than us. Mm -hmm. And the answer is that he, Jack White seems to be to the right of the Led Zeppelin version, not to the left of it, closer to the original source. Yeah. Cool. Um, so 18th of October, that is a Sunday night. You're going to be playing the Rickshaw Theatre opening for The Vickers from the UK. Is it Sunday? I thought it was Monday. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Cool. And um, other than that, what else? Uh, do you have any sort of 
semi long term plans like more gigs around town or, or doing something for like recording well um yeah we're going to be doing a little bit of recording as soon as we can uh i think the thing is if the green hour band decides uh to pull up roots and, mm -hmm. and relocate somewhere uh, because the green hour band currently doesn't have a bass player there's a thought am i wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a thought that that I'm, I may join the Green Hour Band, playing bass, mm -hmm. and may also do my own thing, like simultaneously with them. Yeah. Not necessarily under the Orpheans banner, but just kind of um, stay together as a group of people. Yeah. And see where that goes. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So um, I want to thank you all very much for uh, actually inaugurating the uh, the first ever 24 Hours of Radio Hell here on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, and thanks for that awesome set. Um, I really dug that immensely. And uh, we're going to see everybody out here if I can get the computer running again. Where are we at? Yeah, this is... Um, like a mastered version of Seriality Blues from the forthcoming Green Hour Band CD... Uh, coming of clockwise, this is Surreality Blues.
What is that? I know what that is.